Well, this is the Dothan Area Business Podcast. I am so thankful that I have Clay Dempsey here. Um, for those of you who don't know Clay, Clay is the type of person where you're just going to go through life, you're going to meet a bunch of people, and you're going to totally forget about them, but not a person like Clay. Um, Clay is that type of guy where you meet him, he leaves a lasting impression in your life, and you get to know him, and it is just... That guy, Clay, solid dude. He's a good guy. Um, I appreciate I, that. Yeah, man, no problem. I don't think I've ever met anyone who, um, who who knows you that's like saying anything bad about you. You just, you just don't know enough people. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Clay, I know you've had this long-running history of bringing events to whatever city that you're going to, uh, right? Correct. And so over, you know, you worked over at uh, um, Big Creek, the amphitheater, down the crossing at the Big Creek. Crossing at Big Creek, Big Creek Amphitheater. Right. And you worked there for about five years, From, would you um, say? 2000, December 2017 until March of this year, 2023. Gotcha. And so you were behind a couple of big names that performed at yes. that venue, right? Yes. And, yes. and remind me, who were they? Um, I started off with Ric Flair. In mm-hmm. 2018, yeah, um, there's Mick Foley, Michael Blackson came, um, um, and then we had, you know, then we jumped in the, we did a lot of small events, and then we jumped into the amphitheater business. It was going to be 2020, but COVID happened, so it put us back to 2021. So we had Cody Johnson, Cody Wetzel, Riley Green. Um, it was climbing; it was doing really good. That's really good, um, man. Outdoor venues, different ball game. Yeah, it's really interesting too because you guys, I mean, bringing Ric Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair was cool. To Dothan, Alabama. Yeah. Um, then you've got Mick Foley. Like, those are two really big names um, that are very popular in this area. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, there's the guys asked me there. They said they want to get back into entertainment. They've done a few things down there, mm-hmm. but they can never um, find someone who, okay. Whenever you do an event, it it's, it's, can get stressful. Mm-hmm. So, the you know, and when it's over with... You don't want to bask in the glory of that thing. You don't want to say, "Oh, I did that." You right. want to hang your hat on that one thing. Right. You got to be able to adjust, plan what's next, and go. Um, so, in the past, they'd had people there that they would do events, and then they couldn't get. Any, they they just live in that one moment. We did that, and that mm-hmm. was the end. So, they told me they wanted to get any into back into events, and um, they said, "Do you have any ideas?" And that's when the Ric Flair Thirty for Thirty was up. Mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, I'd love to bring Ric Flair here." And they said, "Do you think you can get Ric Flair?" And I said, hey, "Give me about a week." So then I went back to him and I told him, I said, hey, I need a $10,000 deposit check and I need to go to Valdosta, Georgia. <laughs> um, and they trusted me with it and I went over and got Ric Flair. Wow. Yeah. So how do you actually like get a hold of Ric Flair? Because I assume that this isn't something that you just sent him a DM. <laughs> no, no, no. This takes a, you know, luckily you could actually go to his website at the point because Ric Flair was, you know, 30 for 30 brought him back up. Mm-hmm. Um, you could actually, it says contact us. Well, what I didn't know that it goes to his wife. And maybe, okay. maybe it probably doesn't do that now, guys. So, don't, uh-huh. you know, don't do it now. <laughs> but um, it was just that easy. But sometime in these events, you know, you come across two different guys who, who, who run venues. Some wait for things to happen. The others are like me. They're constantly on the phone, constantly mm-hmm. looking for promoters, constantly looking to bring stuff to town. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's and God bless my wife. But, you know, we don't even have movie night because I'm constantly on the phone, sending texts, sending emails. Just what's it going to take to bring you here? Right. Right. Yeah. You're a real go getter. I mean, for someone, cause here's the thing, not a lot of people know this, but Dothan, Alabama is 
is the seventh largest city in, or yeah, Dothan is the seventh largest city in the state of Alabama. Yeah. You wouldn't think so just driving around town. No, you wouldn't. Um, huge, huge um, landmass for its city and or huge landmass, but it's just, it doesn't, it's not bolstering like Birmingham where there's, you know, I want to say all this construction, but there is a ton of construction. I guess it's, you know, we're just catching up with right. the the potential that we have. Right. Um, but it's still very much a small town mindset. And, you know, when we moved here from Southern California, huh. I remember telling my wife, I was like, man, it's like we went back in time 10 years. Right. But everybody has iPhones. And this was about 11 years ago. And, you know, because it was so nice, people were talking to their neighbors you know, it was very, very friendly. Um, but a lot of people will habitually go out of town for an event, you know, they entertainment will. or what have they you. Will. We do the same. My wife and I do the same. Right. You know. But you're you're making a positive impact by bringing people um, for entertainment to the Circle City, right. which is great. We're, we're, we're trying. You know, we're trying. Yeah. I mean, it's something, too, where when you bring when you're succeeding in the position that you're, you're, you're in, which you're very, very humble and very, such a nice guy. Um, you know, you're making a positive impact because you're bringing these big names into the city that people are willing to spend money on is just to see their show or hear them talk. And you're keeping the local money in the local economy. Right. Um, and so I think that that's something that, you know, don't hang your hat on it, you know, don't rest in your laurels, but that's still something to kind of look back and be like, man, I can't believe I did that. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah, I have those moments, you yeah. know, we sit back and, you know, I can remember when, uh, when you know, the Kevin Hart thing was happening, I, I looked on the couch at my wife, like, we, she saw me work on this thing for two weeks before anybody even knew. Mm -hmm. And then when it got close, you know, two days before announcing, I had the offer got emailed me, the deal points got emailed, and it said confirmed, Dothan, Alabama. And I asked my wife, I said, is this real? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of babysitters made money off of you that <laughs> night, man. <laughs> babysitters. Um, people that sell clear bags in Dothan have been making a lot of money. Yeah, Because up true. until I got there, you could just walk around the Civic Center, bring in whatever you want. I mean, wow. it was, you know, so a lot of people started selling clear bags. So there, there's there's economic impact on every move that, that places make in Dothan. Right. Right. I mean, because, you know, you think about it. People want to be entertained. They want to be entertained. Any Anytime. And that's the highlight of my career is. You know, I don't get to watch shows. People have asked me several times, how was Kevin Hart? Well, I watched it on Peacock last week. I haven't, you know, I didn't see the show. Um, what, I, what, I, what I do is, you know, I facilitate memories for people. Mm -hmm. And I facilitate a great guest experience because you want to get away from your 8 to 5. You may want to get away from your kids. You may, you need an escape. You can't just go to work, go home, go to sleep, go to work, go home, go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You need something to look forward to. You need an escape. And um I just been. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to be in that position where I can help people make those memories. That's cool, man. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I mean, just knowing that you're making such a positive impact in in some people's lives, right? Where right. they're just creating, like what you said, these wonderful memories for them. It's like, hey, remember that time we saw so and so? Right. And then they watch them on, you know, television at home. Is hey, you, 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 we went to that, or we? Right, right, right. Yeah. I, I, I prefer to be the guy behind the curtain. Right. You know, that's that's you know. Yeah. Yeah, I understand, man. I know you pretty well. I'm not surprised <laughs> with you saying something like that. <laughs> um, so tell me, I mean, because normally on this on this podcast, we're bringing in locally owned and operated business owners or um, general managers, 
you know, that are operating their companies locally. And we're talking best practices on, you know, how to run a company, how to, you know, uh, manage and lead employees, different things like that, the positive impact that their business has on the local economy. But with you, you know, you're, you're making a positive impact for the local economy because you're bringing these acts in. That's already established, right? right. That's great. Um, you know, but tell me a little bit about, you know, your behind the scenes. Like why, aside from facilitating memories, why do you like to do this? I mean, um, I also have an MBA as well. So I do what? like, yeah, I do like business. Uh-huh. And I do like, um, look, you know, efficiency, but... Also doing the do okay. So I, I I come from a project management background. First job was was doing Oracle databases out of mm-hmm. college. Um, got out of that. I like project management, and and one thing that's great about events project management is that date's rolling. I mean, it's coming towards you, so mm-hmm. it's controlling chaos. So it's it's plan for as much as you know is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That way you can adjust to what the unknowns, and um, that's what I like is having these little compartments spinning. Mm-hmm. And then you see the whole thing take shape, and it's it's a beautiful thing to be in that moment. Wow, man! Yeah, that I mean, for me personally, with my background, like I totally understand um, what you're saying. Maybe that's the reason why you and I get along so well. Yeah, probably, we, probably. We, so it's all about it, the man. prep, you know. Yeah, you know, I used to tell staff, um, nobody shows up, you know, to a baseball game to watch anybody cut the grass, but mm-hmm. that's probably the most important part of the game, right? Yeah, maintaining the field. Yeah, maintain the field. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so for Kevin Hart, because you know you started out with your your resume, right? right. Like you were you were here, right. you were there. Then now you're at the the interim uh, interim performing arts director for the Civic Center and the Dothan Opera House, yes. right? Okay. And so this was your first show at that helm, right? First show. So I. I, I you talk about strong, starting strong out the gate, man. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> That's what I tell people all the time. It's all downhill from here. Yeah. I bet a lot of people are disappointed in giving you a hard time. Like, yeah, well, you know, who's going to be better than Kevin Hart? I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> all, all I know is, you know, um, so I was there for seven weeks. And then due to unforeseen circumstances, the, the director took a medical leave. Mm-hmm. So, um in there about three weeks and I don't really know the team that well. Like I just, you know, they don't know me. I'm still an outsider today. I'm still an Mm -hmm. outsider, but, um, I get an email forward to me and it was, um, a guy I know from live nation, red mountain. Okay. And he had Kevin Hart in the subject. Okay. So typically as a promoter or as a venue operator, you see promoters come in all the time. Hey, I can do this. I can do that. 90% of the time. If it's a big name like that, it does not work. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I then I looked at the name and I said, "Oh, I know this guy." You know, okay. I know this guy from Whiskey Myers tour. Like, I know this guy. Okay. So I call him up. I said, "Hey, um, you know, this is Dothan Civic Center Opera House." And I stop him while he's talking. I said, "Hey, Jay, you know me." And then we start talking. He realizes who I am, and then it just okay. started rolling. Really? You know. And so the whole process it was um twenty percent confirmed one day, fifty percent confirmed the next day. And then it took about a three day pause, and then it was a um hundred percent Dothan, Alabama, now has a Kevin Hart show. That was on a Friday. Now, we didn't announce until Monday. Uh-huh. So, you know, just had to sit in it for three days. So, how how does that process even work? I mean, because you said 20%, 50%, then finally 100%. It's just deal points. Like, the promoters going back and forth with the artist and the agent trying to get to a, a deal that works. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was. I said the venue, like, all we are, we're, I mean, I'm in the venue business. So I'm not in the, 
you know, the concert business. I'm in the venue guest experience business. So for me, all I'm doing is renting a building. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm providing the staff that can, you know, put this process in place. Okay. And you're brokering those deals so that these people can. I broker that deal with the promoter. The promoter handles everything with the agent and artist. Really? And so yep. you just knew a really, you just knew a promoter. Yeah. You knew yeah, a guy. Yeah. And, Red Mountain's probably the biggest one in Alabama. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting, man. Um, so networking is a Network really is important key. aspect. Yeah. It, it, no, I said this before too. It, it all comes down to timing and relationships. Right. So, you know, before you, you bust a relationship out there, try to think of the long game. Sometimes you just got to, you know, either eat a lesson and walk off. So what can you tell us about this whole Kevin Hart experience and bringing him here? Like what are some behind the scenes, you know, elements that would make some people just say, Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Or wow. Um, looking at a 62 page writer. Yeah. You know, 62 page writer covers everything. It was like a book. Really? You know, it's a roadmap of how to set up a Kevin Hart show. Wow. Um, and then think it to yourself, you know, again, like I've only been there a week, you know, yeah. this, this job a week. So, um, can I lead my team to pull this off? Right. You know, can we do this? And it's not so much, can we like, now we got to do this. Right. You know, right. So. so what would have happened if you like you announce it and then you guys just can't do it? Not, nothing. It's still coming. It's just going to be a, a, a garbage show. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. You know, luckily, luckily, I fell into some strong people on my team. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's the biggest thing they've ever done down there. Right. And um, they all bought in. And as the as the show's going and these new processes start happening. And, right. You know, I walk around and make comments, you know, like you hear people scanning tickets. Deep, bleep, bleep, bleep. I said, hey, you hear that? They go, what? And I go, progress. And I walk off. You know, nice. I walk up to other staff in the dark watching Kevin Hart. And I bump him with the elbow. And I go, hey. It's Kevin Hart in Dothan, Alabama. Then I high-five and walk off. Yeah. You know, so now I got people really, you know, hopefully they're buying it. And if not, you know. Yeah. I'm <laughs> you know, I have to say this, and we'll definitely go back to it, because I'm sure there's plenty of other behind-the-scenes details um, that you can share with us. But you really open the door right, to bring in some more big-name acts right, to Dothan, Alabama. Right. I mean, you know, when I was at the TV station um, – Oh my gosh, what was Uncle Cy came yeah. to the Dothan Civic Center and you would have I mean so many people were so excited to go see him right. cuz Duck Dynasty was very very popular at that time. And then you have, you know, some other people like, you know, Henry Cho was is a pretty right. funny comedian who I really enjoy, but um we've had some really big names come, but nothing as big as I try to put this in perspective with somebody cuz I asked was it the biggest thing to ever come to Dothan? And they said Ron White was here. Ron White is huge. Love Ron White. I'd love right. to have Ron White back any day. Right. But here's the thing that I would tell them. Ron White can go to Korea. Ron White can go to South America, walk around. Nobody's going to recognize Ron White. Kevin Hart can't go anywhere on this planet. Like, he is a global icon, and he just came to Doth. And you brought him here. I mean, I, I, you know, God brought him here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's what, I, that's what I do, Rick. I, I'm going to be honest with you, you know, about the way I believe in things. Um. I got work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm hard headed. I don't. I don't believe in no. Like you know, if I go to one thing and it doesn't work, I'm not going to hit that same thing the same way. But I may go after that same thing with a different approach. Right. Um, but you know, we pray about it, and I, I live my truth. And you know, God presents work for me, and I'm going to try to knock it out. So, where does Kevin Hart even stay in Dothan, Alabama? Kevin Hart stayed nowhere in Dothan, Alabama. Kevin Hart flew his private jet into the Dothan airport, <clears throat> and then he got a. Um, I apologize for that. And then he got a police escort from Dothan Airport 
to the double tree, which he went out for maybe 10 minutes. That's where all his staff was staying. Uh-huh. Came back, got a police escort to the civic center, got dropped off about 7.30, was out of there at 12.05 that night, right back to his jet. Wow. Yeah. That's it. I mean, he's got it like that. <laughs> he Ubered in a jet. Yeah, I'd love to take a helicopter to work, but you know. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so what was there anything in his rider that really stood out that was like, wow, this is kind of weird? No, you hear, nothing, you nothing like that. Really? It was just very, very detailed. Okay. You know, detailed down to the food they eat, you know, because he's a, he's a vegan. He's not, you know, he has his own vegan restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, the weirdest message I got all night long, because, you know, your phone's blowing up, your, your radio's blowing up. Right. Um, can you get me a microwave backstage? This is like 1030. Okay. Like, yeah, I, I can go out. To, I replied to the guy, yeah, I'm going to go out to my car and get a microwave by the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, but luckily I have another staff member who has an office. He said, yeah, I got a microwave. And I said... Rip it off the wall. Kevin Hart needs a microwave. What in the world did he need a microwave for? I mean, maybe he got hungry because, you know, we were lucky enough that um, they asked for some of the best in Dothan to cater it, so we hooked him up with KBC. Okay. So there was a lot of KBC food around the whole day. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Okay. Wow, that's interesting. So KBC yep. catered. KBC catered. They, 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 they were there from 6 in the morning until 4 the next morning. What are they doing there at 6 in the morning? Because you do breakfast, lunch, dinner. For your guys, his no, guys? for his staff. No, so, like, Kevin Hart has an A team and a B team. Okay. The A team is the talent. The B team is, you know, you got a road manager. You got mm-hmm. a, you got a, I mean, managers galore out there. And you got promoters. You got staff that it took to set up the show, which they bring those in. We don't, we don't provide those. So, you have a staff of 20, a crew there of 20 they have to feed, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so KBC was there taking care of everybody all day long. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, the B team rolls in there. They're doing all like the setup, setting up yep. the stages, and okay, well, that makes sense. So, um, the A team in terms of talent, who was it that opened for them? Um, the Plastic Cup Boys. The Plastic Cup Boys. Yeah, and they did great. Really? Yeah. But again, I didn't see it. I'm just going by what what was told to me. <laughs> what was on the, the the document then? Huh? Yeah, whatever was on the document. Plus, plus, you know, for me at least, like I said, I'm I'm really big in guest experience. Mm-hmm. I spent enough time at you know, a casino world. And then in the concert world to know, like, if I pay 100 bucks for a ticket, 250 bucks for a ticket, the last thing I want to do is wait in a long line. You're going to wait in lines, but to wait like an hour to get in just wasn't going to happen. So I stayed up front the whole night just trying to make sure everybody got in easily. What was some of the feedback that you got from um, the people who went? I mean, it was all great. You know, like I said, I, li- I like being the guy behind the curtain, but to wake up on Saturday morning and just seeing your name tagged over and over and over and over it's kind of overwhelming, you know, because, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about me or my team or the Civic Center. It's about Dothan. Right. So everybody showed up. Everybody acted right. We only, we only booted three people from the 10 p.m. show for having their cell phone out. So, I mean, every, everybody did great. Man, that's really impressive. I mean, I think, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but that, that went really great. <laughs> <laughs> and so now with um, Kevin Hart and, and shifting gears a little bit. Um, we now have KC and the Sunshine Band coming to Dothan. We do, and that 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 the company bringing them or the promoter bringing them was already coming to the Civic Center. Mm-hmm. It's just now I think you know the way we're doing things, they're going to bring more stuff because they feel more secure, right? Um, so we work with them hand in hand. They have another one we haven't announced yet. We're going to announce it July twenty fourth. Okay. Um, I have a guy that used to be on Saturday Night Live that you know he may or may not open for Metallica on tour. I think he's coming in November. Um. 
you know, so we're trying some things. Very cool, man. Yes, but I'm, I'm looking at 2024 because that's going to be my first full year. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to see what I'm going to do then. Wow. So how far out are you working in advance? Right now I'm in February of next year. February of next year. Yeah. Okay. Because I know a lot of events just happen every single year in the fourth quarter at the Civic Center or the Opera House. Yeah, there's a lot of local events. And right. th- those are here to stay. I mean, that's, that's it. You know, I will say that... Um, I will tell you this on the podcast. I had to turn down AEW wrestling because we have something that comes every year. You had to turn down AEW wrestling? Yes, I did. The interesting fact, mm. I actually grew up with Matt Massey from the Young Bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. He grew up, like, we grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Right. And I went to elementary, middle school, high school with that guy. Right. And it was, it was wild because seeing him go from, you know, Matt, right? The kid right. with a ponytail and the the head the the side right. of his head shaved, right? Um, to following him on Facebook and just like, oh yeah, I'm a gym rat, and I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. And like, right. oh, I'm gonna be a wrestler. Yeah, whatever, man. Like, okay, well, let's see what happens. And then, sure enough, I'm like, who the heck are the young bucks? <laughs> he's, 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 he's turned out to be an AEW anchor point. One of yeah, the first man. Guys. I, I was like, and then I heard that he started AEW with, with Chris Jericho and his brother. Mm-hmm. I was like, my goodness, man, I can't believe that that happened. Are you, you still know? friends with him? No, no, we lost contact after high school. I was going to say, you probably need to reach out to him because I may need some more help with those guys. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think that if we were standing in the same room, we'd probably recognize each other right. or he would probably recognize me. But no, I don't think if you told him, hey, Rick Rojas says, what's up? He'll probably like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the guy has met a lot of people. A lot of people. Um, but... Uh, so you had to turn down an AEW event because something that comes to the city and that's center not to every say they won't year. be back, but you know mm-hmm. that date is is that's something that you know. And what what I've fallen into, and this isn't me, you know, talking negatively negatively in any way about it, because you know I appreciate a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was five year holds on certain things, so that date for the next five years was right. promised. Right. Well, I mean, good for you too, being able to stick with your morals and saying, "Hey, man." They've got it. Right. You know, I'm sorry you can't have this date. Right. And I would I would love to, but you know, I can't do it. Right. Right. Yeah. So but, good for you, man. You know, Looking I, I, out don't, for... I don't know if the five years is gonna stick, but you know <laughs> for, for this year it's okay. Right. Yeah. Right, man. I mean it's you're you're new to the position, so you just don't want to rock the boat. Right, right. I'm I'm rocking it enough as it is. I think. Well, yeah. Um, and I think there's just going to be certain circumstances where it's going to be like, all right, hey, do you guys think we can move your event because we got X, Y, and Z coming to the city right. potentially, and that can make a, a huge impact. Right. Um, you know, because again, Dothan is the seventh largest city in the state of Alabama. Right. There's so many people here who are looking to do something, and you know, I don't think that especially since you prove it with Kevin Hart is that if you have the right person coming into the town, people are going to buy tickets for it. Oh, people, people ate those tickets up with them. You know, some people on my staff were, um, they couldn't believe some of the tickets were a thousand bucks. You know, nobody's ever going to buy those tickets. It's like, let's watch it when they go on sale. Yeah. They're going to be the first 10 to go. And sure enough, you know, within the first 30 minutes, they were gone. Wow. Yeah. So so the first show sold out, uh, 36 hours. Really? And then the second show would have sold out had we put it on sale right after instead of waiting, you know, seven days. Right. Yeah. Right. That's interesting. Yeah. I mean, in, even at the Dothan Civic Center, I don't want to say that there's no bad seat in the house, but 
it's a it's a very intimate venue. Yeah, depending on what's going on or in terms of the event. Right, right. There's not a bad seat. No, you take an artist that can sell you know fifteen thousand tickets and put him in a room, of, you know, one fifth of the size. Right. It's going to be a good night. Even if you're paying five hundred dollars for a ticket at right. the Dothan Civic Center, if you were to go to the Staples Center or right. well, I guess Crypto Arena now. Um, you know, in these much bigger cities, that five hundred dollar ticket would easily be, you know, twenty five hundred bucks, thirty five hundred bucks. Right. Um, You're right. And so, you know, you look at the proximity as well. It's even those tickets that are on the third tier of the Civic Center. It's still relatively closer than what you would right have at a Braves game. Right. You're right. And you're paying probably double the price you're right um so that's you know and, and i commend you and i think that that's just really impressive that you're bringing these bigger names um to to the city because it's just going to open up more opportunity for other big names to come to the city and help the local economy help these downtown businesses right um even down to helping the babysitters make some money because you know mom and dad are going out on a date <laughs> right and um you know i think that's wild man that's I mean, great that's, that's, that's a big part of this job too is is you know i'm in a position where part of my job is to bring stuff like that that's going to create you know <clears throat> heads and beds it's going to create forks and mouths it's going to create some commerce not you know you just don't want to have events just to have them like i'm not going to have a a domino contest or a marble contest just because it's something else to fill the calendar. You know, I'm, I'm very, um, going into next year, I'm, I'm, I'm very protective of my Thursdays because Dothan is a, a routed town. So if somebody comes from Atlanta, they're coming over to Texas, well, they can stop in Dothan now on a Thursday. Or they can come before the tour starts off, come to Dothan on a Thursday. Same thing from Tennessee down to Florida. We're in a good spot to get some Thursday night shows, and that's what it's going to take. Like, you know, even though we got Kevin Hart, we still got a long way to go to build a market here. So the goal is to build this market before we get to the new facility. Is there anything in particular, like, is there a game plan that you have or, you know, I guess a, a wish list of certain artists or uh, events that you would like to have in the city? I'm not off the top of my head. Like, you know, I just kind of, kind of played as I go. Um, I've, I've learned a long time ago. Don't, don't book things with your heart. <laughs> it's, nobody's going to show up. That's a good way to get disappointed. I guess <laughs> it's a very way to get disappointed. You know, I'll love it, but then again, I don't get to see the show. Right. Right. Well, did your wife at least get to see the show? My wife, they asked about, you know, runners. And if they had people I could trust to be a runner, then you had uh -huh. three. So my wife was actually a runner the whole day. So she didn't see the show either. So what was what did she do as a runner? Um, you know, made runs to Chipotle. Um, <laughs> made runs to find, you know. <laughs> find a microwave. Stools with, um, with stools with backs on them for his side security to sit on the side of the stage. Because he had some real tough security with him. I don't doubt it. Yeah, you, I got behind him in the hallway. Um, behind you, the security or behind Kevin? Yeah, security was in between us, but he okay. was walking to the stage, and I was just coming through the back hall. Right. Um, and they, they, they were nice size security guards. Yeah, you're a nice size fellow yourself. Yeah, man. I felt small. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this now. Tell us a little bit about Casey and the Sunshine Man. Like, how did that come come to uh, fruition? Oh, that's just Six String Southern. They, they were already bringing shows here. They they brought you know Vince Gill, Gary Allen. They've been coming here. Um, you know, so they just they just brought it. You know, they asked how I thought it would do, and I, I said I think it's going to do better than we both, you know, both anticipate. Right? Because you know, even Casey and the Sunshine Band, they got at least ten songs that everybody knows the words for. So oh it's gonna yeah, be a, it's going to be a big night. When I saw that um, information get released, I was like, hmm. Let me pull up some Casey and Sunshine yeah. Band in my so, Apple. You know, it's, it's it's a different demo than I've ever done a show for. Right. Um, this 
please eat your vitamins before you come and you know <laughs> don't fall like it's gonna be a good night that's yeah. awesome man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've been listening to some of that funk since for since it was announced i mean you just get into it oh, you man, they, play those, they play those songs at sports arenas yeah. like, those are just you know so the jock jam songs yeah it, it, you can't not um at least tap your foot right when that when that type of music comes right. on and i guess too I, I want you know two things i do want um, obviously I want wrestling back whether that's AWTNA or something mm-hmm. that we can get um, I do want a big praise and worship show I'm working on one of those gotcha and um, I do want a big metal show a big metal show and then a young country show so there's things that I do want that will happen right you know because you know I like the young country shows because of, of you know where I was at the Big Creek I know, I know what you know, I know what those do. So it's not necessarily a, you know, I want this artist, but I want this category. Yeah, category. Okay. Yeah, just genre. And so is there anyone specifically like on the worship side that you're trying to get? Um, No, you know, you'd like to have somebody like Brandon Lake, but, you know, can we, you know, can, you know, is our venue big enough for Brandon Lake? Right. You know, my wife, my wife, I'm, I mean, I'm firmly convinced there's only six praise songs mm-hmm. because I hear them. She listens to them. I hear them at church. Right. I mean, it's just, there's six good ones. But my wife listens to Maverick City constantly, and I don't know, you know. Right. I don't know if we're big enough for that, or you know, I don't know if we're maybe we're too small for that. Right. <clears throat> I, again, I don't mind hearing no, and I'm gonna find out. I was a part of it at the time. Um, we we're sitting around and we we're talking about uh, like Phil Wickham. Right. And so I think they did some research, and at the time, and this was a while ago, it was like twenty five thousand dollars to bring in Phil Wickham. Some of those cats are expensive. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you bring Phil Wickham in and you sell your tickets, it's going to you're going to recoup that money back. Now, now you're probably mind, not going to be making money off of alcohol sales. The venue doesn't really make money off the tickets. So we'll charge, you know, so technically you want to charge a rental fee and you want to make that fee high enough where it covers all your labor. You have a little bit left over um, and then you want to charge a facility fee on each ticket. And then you make a bulk of your money at alcohol. So, so like a praise and worship show, obviously the percentages would be a little bit higher. Percentage is going to be a little bit higher on the ticket sales. Yeah, and there's another thing, too, okay. to remember, too. I used to tell this, you know, I've told this to, to people I've worked with before. There's also a community profit in doing these shows. The, the, goal, the goal for any venue is, you know, don't lose money is number one. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, try to figure out a way to ancillary how to make your money, at least to me, from what I know from seeing the promoter side and the venue side. There's got to be a hybrid mix that works for everybody. Right. Yeah. Right. That's interesting, man. Well, and you said it too. It's like that bit of advice for those people who are listening that maybe want to get into the promotion business is that this is how venues work. They're going to charge you a fee per ticket. They're going to charge you a rental fee. Right. It's up to you as a promoter to find good talent to where you're going to be able to make some money off of those ticket sales and off of paying off, you know, paying the, the, the talent to come into town. Right. Cause I'm sure it's not just a fee for them to show up. You have to foot the bill for. Right. And then you have, and all that. you know, you have production costs, you have, mm-hmm. you know, the promoters, promoters don't make a ton of money. Like you, you're not, you know, you, you've heard people say, I want to promote a show just to make one big lick. Now these, these good promoters, they get 10, 20% here, 10, 20% there, 10, 20% here. It's, it's a grind. Well, and that's how they make a salary. What type of economic impact did a show, did Kevin Hart's show do for the city? I mean, I, I don't know overall, but I would think it's pretty good because, you know, downtown was packed. Um, so downtown was packed, you know, pre-show, then the people coming into the second show, and then the people <laughs> leaving the first show, and then the people leaving the second show. So I think everybody did all right. 
Yeah. You know, that's really interesting because it's not, there's a ripple effect for all of our actions, right? In certain positions to where with your, what you do for a living, it's you, you make a splash and then your ripple effect really impacts the businesses that are downtown. Yeah, they have. And so far this year, I've been, I've been, I've been, you know, a key part in, um, two of the big downtown events, you know, Mm -hmm. me and three other guys, we do the Mardi Gras parade, you know, not the floats, not everything, but the design of the parade, the production, the graphics, the marketing, the the whole layout of the parade. It's me and three other guys in Dothan. Right. Um, so, you know, that was the happiest day in Dothan. But then somebody made the joke, and they were like, Kevin Hart, you just had the second happiest day in Dothan. <laughs> so I've just been, again, I've just been blessed to, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm from Ashford, but I, I went, you know, lived in Auburn for a little bit, went, got a couple of degrees from there, and then lived all over the country and I came back home and that's what you're supposed to do. Bring what you know how to do back home to make a community better. Yeah, man. I think that, 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 that type of mentality and that type of work really does have a positive impact on the community because, you know, you think about it, right? Like downtown books may be closed when Kevin Hart was running his show. Right. But how many people drove by their business and made a mental note like, hey, we should really check that place out. Right. We should come back there tomorrow. We should right. check it out one Saturday when or, we're strolling around. you know, maybe next week or, hey, you know, right. a month down the road. They're like, hey, remember we talked about going to downtown books or right. going to this company or that business. You know, it just the exposure that it brings because it wasn't just folks. I'm sure it wasn't just folks from the Dothan city limits or going out 10 miles around the city limits. Like you guys probably had people coming down from, I would say Columbus, Columbus Atlanta. city. Yeah. A lot, a lot of people in Panama city. A lot of, okay. um, you, you can look at a map and see where the tickets came from. Now, one thing it was okay. At the concerts at big Creek, 80% of the people were from outside of a 40 mile radius of Dothan that came to show. So you're talking 4,000 people, 80% are not even from this area. So, Kevin Hart, the first 2,000 tickets sold were within 30 miles of Dothan, Alabama. <laughs> this is completely opposite of everything we all know. Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. It just shows that the city of Dothan and the counties around us do want entertainment. Right. And they want, you know, they don't want tribute shows. They, they want big entertainment. Right. And, you know, I, I feel like for me personally, I feel like I could deliver at least one massive show a year. A bunch of smaller shows and high-level shows, but one massive show a year. That's really cool. At least that's, that is the goal, one massive show a year. Okay. And who knows? It may be two or three. Who knows what's going to happen? I think I, I think the city of Dothan has the capacity to um, bring a healthy return on the investment of those promoters and that talent. Yes. And I do know the firsthand that we are on the, you know, WME is the biggest talent agency in the country. I do know mm-hmm. that we are on WE Comedy's map. Really? So something else will pop up. I don't know what it is yet, but it, it will pop up. So is there something that listeners or just the general public can do by, I don't know, maybe going to WME's website and looking at who they represent on the comedy side and sending emails like, hey, we would love to see this or we would love to see that. Is I mean, I, I would go straight to the way? I would straight, go straight to the social media source. If you see a comedian that you want, mm-hmm. go out and tag them. Tell them to come to Dothan. We just had Kevin Hart. We did this. Tag everything. Don't just say... You need to come to Alabama, like tag them and tell them why. Gotcha. And, but you know, you guys are building your resume up too, right? Yeah, we're trying. Yeah. And then you're pushing that out. I'm sure. Yeah, we're trying. I know you pretty well. Yeah, yeah we're trying. <laughs> and like I said, I, I fell into, you know, I fell into this thing, you know, so right now I'm, I'm, you know, I could not, um, I couldn't take a breath. Mm-hmm. Like when I, when I fell in this position, 
because a week later we got Kevin Hart. So I didn't even get to know my team. I didn't get to know the processes right. there. So right. we just went fast. So right now we got kind of a slow time. So we're building SOPs. We're building. I like to have a plan of attack. Right. That's, that's what I'm putting in place right now. And it's not a bad thing. It's just what do we do in these circumstances? Right. right. And then um, how do we market ourselves? Yeah. Yeah. How do you guys plan? So on the marketing side, are you talking about marketing yourselves to these promoters and the, this talent or to the to the area? To the area and then, mar- you know, promoters. The more you put yourself out there in any kind of way, somebody's eventually going to see it. And um, unlike, and I, I will say this, unlike where I used to work for, mm-hmm. um, I control the marketing budget on my end now so I can right do more billboards, TV, right. social, Hulu. So I have a new plan of attack I'm going to try to take. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Um, coming from the perspective of somebody who was closely tied to that, you know, is just is one of those things where it makes a positive. It's a it's a huge impact, right? You you want to get people excited and mm-hmm. show them their stuff going on, you know, and and give people an option. Hey, I can go do this here, right? Well, and the other aspect too is like you're sending out invitations for people to come to the party. Yeah, that's that's you know, come come to the party. We're going to host for you, right? I mean, like. We're, this is who we have. Come on down. Come and see us. Right. And so finding the right person and hitting them the right number of times. You know what? Just, and think of, thinking back to, I think I do know my favorite part about the Kevin Hart show is when we announced it that Monday, people thought it was fake. Yeah. Yeah. It got leaked out, you know, because cause I did... I did say it at a meeting the day before we announced, hey, this is going to happen tomorrow. You know, they go around and they go, what's going on in your department? What's going on in your department? I said, well, this is what's going on in mine. I just went through it and everybody kind of stopped. So then, um, you know, a friend of mine hit me up that night and said, hey, um, I heard Kevin Hart's coming to Dothan. I was like, where'd you hear that? Right. Why would Kevin Hart come to Dothan? You know, and then then I messaged her and I was like, hey, why don't you ask your Facebook page if they think Kevin Hart's coming to Dothan? And see, the comments was amazing because knowing we're going to drop this the next day. Right. And so what was that kind of feedback? This is real negative. Why would he come to Dustin? <laughs> yeah. So now, 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 now I hope people in the area know. And again, we may not get anything huge for another year, mm-hmm. but I hope everybody knows anything's possible. Yeah. I think you've proved it. Yeah. Anything's possible. Um, which is so unfortunate that th- that type of feedback would come. Right. <laughs> but it's real. I mean, and again, you can't really discredit those people because it's like yeah whatever you can't you can't discredit like this anybody. blockbuster just, you know <laughs> you just can't discredit anybody yeah this blockbuster star is gonna you know come to dothan alabama and oh yeah no he is and he did and uh <laughs> he did. It we was did over two with shows we went that's awesome man yeah well clay man i like i said earlier i really do um think you're a great person I appreciate um, that, Rick. And uh, maybe I do need to talk to some more people and really get to know you, and they'll give me some neg- <laughs> negative feedback about you. But no, I'm I'm serious, man. Uh, I I haven't met anybody who knows you who said a bad thing about you. Oh, I and that. so, just keep up the hard work, man. You're doing great, and um, you're making a positive impact, not just for. Uh, the the Civic Center and the Dothan Opera House, but the businesses and the community. And this is something that you can help turn Dothan into an area that brings really, really cool um, events. I I agree. And then that's what's exciting to me is, um, you know, I get to be a part of history. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't have kids or anything. So this, this is my legacy. So, um, and maybe it, if, even if it don't work out, you know, it's, it's working out so far. Right. Um, I just ask that people, you know, be patient, 
and just keep your eyes open because stuff's going to come. Yeah, and it, it may not even be just through the Dothan Civic Center because you've got the plant right up the street. Right. And if it's like, okay, if those guys are talking to people, it's, hey, guess what? Kevin Hart came. It did really, really well. Right. Your guys can perform here at the plant and do really, really right. well, and those too. Guys, those guys at the plant have been doing it for years now. You know, my hat's off to them. Um, and technically, you know, Dothan has a farm system now. You, you have... Somewhere like rain, an artist can come perform. Then they come back the next year, they can be at the opera house. Come back the next year, they can be at the plant. Come back the next year, they can be at the Civic Center. You know, so you have a whole system in place now to bring new talent to town, introduce them, and then grow with them. Right on, man. I never thought about that. Well, Clay, thanks again for being on the podcast, man. You bring some value. You know, importance of networking, importance of having a plan. Um, There's nothing wrong with just setting a deadline and making sure that that setting the date for the train to show up right. to the depot and right. making sure you build the depot <laughs> right in time to receive track. that train man <laughs> yes. um so you know it might be pretty wild but you're proving by bringing him to the city that big names can come to the city right and the um the general public could have a positive response we just need to make sure that we invite the right people to come and play that's it that's it. Thank you, Rick, man. Yeah, um, man. I'm glad you're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. Thank you.